All right. Well, welcome, everybody. It is uh, Amanda Gates here. We've got Carla Aston. Hello. Hi, hi, hi. Um, we're really excited about this call today. Uh, Carla and I have actually been talking about this for a while, but one of the big things that we're seeing as interior designers is a lot of the houses that we were doing in the early 2000s were a very heavy Mediterranean feel with the faux painting and heavy, um, I'm not even sure what to call the furniture. I mean, it's, it's Mediterranean, but it's like very heavy carved woods. Um, and so now what do you do when you try to embrace gray? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, is it too late to embrace gray? I just want to um, go over a little bit of housekeeping. Um, we've had some issues with taking the call uh, live or opening it up to people who have questions. Um, we either accidentally uh, lose them or drop them or we can't get they, they can't get through so um, instead of having people not get their questions answered I'm just going to say that if you could um, you can go to Carla's page which is Carla Aston designed that's on Facebook you can go to my page gate interior design on Facebook or email me at let's chat at thegatescompany.com if you have any questions regarding uh, what we're talking about today, and we'll make sure that we get those answered, um, hopefully on the call if you can get those in. Um, if you get them to us afterwards, I'll, one of us will be sure to email you. But I think that will be easier so that we can get to everybody. And I've got, I've got three or four here um, that were already emailed in. Um, so today uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the color gray and why it's a big trend and, and what gray really looks like, you know, when you try to mix it in. I know, Carla, that you've actually been doing um, quite a bit of this because in Texas the Mediterranean trend was huge. So what are some things that you've been seeing as far as this movement out of Mediterranean and, and trying to embrace gray? Yeah, well, um, uh you know, a lot of people are not, because the, their houses are not that old, they're not quite ready to go full in with all the white and gray look that is so popular now, and they want to do it as inexpensively as possible. And, you know, I'll come in and they'll say, okay, I want to go gray, and um, I only have this amount of budget to, you know, and basically we're talking about everything in the house is very warm-toned and everything down to the electrical outlets and switches and, you know, countertops, tile, all of it. So it's a real challenge to sort of turn that cool and to uh, bring it all up to date. Um, if certainly if you're starting from scratch, you've got a better uh, go at it and uh, getting some of those hard finishes, um, you know, in there that are cooler toned. The hard finishes are always the most expensive, you know, um, countertops, tile, like we've done a lot of, there's a lot of homes here with travertine tile everywhere. And so, um, but changing the paint color is obviously um, the most desirable thing to do. Uh, walls is the easiest thing to paint, uh, walls are. However, um, usually, if you're going gray and you have uh, warm colored walls, gold, which most of these houses have gold in them, uh, usually there's a kind of a warm white or a warmer toned uh, molding color. And boy, when you start painting moldings and doors and everything, ceilings, you know, it starts to get 
just as expensive as tearing out granite. So it can be uh, it can be a snowball effect, and it's basically sort of where do you stop and start, and how do you kind of touch this a little bit and not have to go all out. So it's a constant challenge, you know. With um, it just depends on the project, and it depends on the different um, you know the homeowners and, and the budgets and everything as far as how we go from there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that you really hit the nail on the head when you said it's what it really comes down to is the finishes because the granites and the travertine were so big uh, in the early 2000s and they have so many golds in them and those those warmer beigey colors to them. And I yeah. think that it's it's not so much that, you know, if you go on Pinterest right now, it's just, it's all of these beautiful spaces that look light and bright, whereas I feel like things were a little bit heavier, you know, 10, 15 years ago. But I don't think it's so yeah. much a gray trend as much as it is a color trend. And I yeah, think that I color is so, so big right now. And this is simply my opinion, but I really saw color start kicking it up in the high gear right after the economy plummeted in 08. Like that's when, you know, I was already starting to do gray and color before that, but, you know, I yeah, think us professionals know. were starting to, you know, kind of get whispers like, oh, this is fresh and fun and it's new. Yes. But I think we needed, we needed sort of a brightening up, you know, in our homes after all this sort of depressing economy and then, um, you know, kind of a depressing um you know, color scheme and in your home, muddy interiors. I, I, it's just like muddy interiors are out and fresh, light, brighter in. And it's easier to add color that way and to go with more gray or neutrals when you're going to go go that direction. Yeah, I agree. I think that the, you know, we were all kind of down and out after what happened with 08. And I think that we were all starting to realize how much color influenced our moods and made us just feel better. Um, and I can certainly say from a feng shui standpoint that, you know, that color is definitely going to influence your mood in, in really positive ways. And I, I think that people are really starting to embrace that. And so I think when it comes to the current trend, you go on Pinterest and it's just all of these bright white spaces with pops of color. And, you know, if you have this really um, kind of muddy interior from the, the early 2000s, I think what's probably going to be a better approach to it is maybe figure out how you can incorporate some of those colors in your existing spaces. So what types of colors work with the golds and the browns and those darker colors? And then, like you said, look at the paint and maybe freshen that up and just kind of freshen up around you Um, Mm because I think that there's some very intelligent ways that you can do that without, you know, getting in that rabbit hole of, well, now we have to do this, and now we have to do this, and, you know, and it it can get quite expensive, and, you know, I've got clients here in Tennessee that literally built their dream homes in 2004, 2005, and it's like, you know, they feel like they just did all that, and they don't want to completely redo everything. Exactly. So, and I know that that was popular in Texas as well. Yes. It is. Well, one thing that um, I had a client come back to me. This was like we worked on their house probably about 10 years ago, and then we did real Tuscan look colors. They loved the gold colors. Uh, they wanted a red dining room. It was very Tuscan red sort of. I mean, and we did some darker colors in there. Um, one of the, gra- the granite countertop we did was kind of actually kind of a 
a gold uh, color, and um, it was a good granite. It was uh, a very fine texture. It wasn't like real spotty, you know, crazy. But um, I went. They called me back like two years ago, and they said, "Okay, we want to go light and bright and pretty, and I want some." some soft turquoise and I was like oh boy this is going to be a challenge but really what we did is kind of we painted everything um, in the open areas kind of a creamy white and um, then we kind of used that that subtle um, orangey gold tone stone as kind of a sand color in the palette and then we introduced some soft turquoise and then stayed with that creamy white look but it, it and I'm I'm saying this because you can do this with gray too instead of like a turquoise. But um, you know, a soft gray, blue gray, or um, even a warm gray with that is a nice combination and sort of is a good way to sort of integrate uh, some new color into your warm tone space. Yeah, I agree. I think that if you again, if you can do it kind of intelligently and, and pick, there are a lot of really terrific warm grays that have some beige or gold undertones to them, um, it can really marry uh, quite beautifully and kind of take it up a notch so it doesn't look so dirty and heavy and muddy and gives you a fresh look without, you know, going full-blown embracing these super bright whites and and hot colors because I think that there is a way to do it that is kind of like a transitional look to where it's it's not 100% what you're seeing all over the place, but it's a great way to right. lighten and brighten and make it feel different. Yeah, just a little softer. Yeah, I wanted to share, um, some of you on the call today may know of Maria Killam. She's actually a color expert. And I was talking to her a while back ago, and she did a blog post about this this gray trend and and you know how to embrace it and you know transitioning from this Mediterranean heavy Mediterranean look into gray can be quite challenging. But she said this, and I thought this was such a brilliant quote. She said, "There has always been and always will be a color trend of some kind, and as long as there are trends, there will be people eager." to be the first to declare them in or out. And I wanted to say that today because I have had clients of my own, um, in fact, the, the house that I'm doing the laundry room on right now, if you've been following along on Facebook, on our page, or on our Instagram, I've been sharing photos. Her home is a 1960s ranch that we completely gutted and redid in 06. And so she has a lot of the, we've got beige tile, we've got beige walls, and she's really starting to embrace this look of wanting these lighter, brighter colors. And so we've been able to do it um, in a way that makes sense for her home. But I loved Maria's quote because I loved the fact that she said that people are always eager to be the first one to declare them in or out. And I think that um, as a consumer, you can get yourself really caught up in a froth of, oh my gosh, you know, my home looks dated and it looks this, that, and the other thing. And I think if you can look at it from how your lifestyle is and how you live in the space and the things that you really love and adore, it's not so much that you need to embrace a trend as much as you just need to update it in a way that makes sense for you and your home and the things that you already own. And it can be done in a beautiful way. And again, it may not look 100% like what you're seeing all over the Internet, but it can be done to where it has a fresh feel to it and it, you know, it's something that really makes your heart sing. Wouldn't you agree with that, Carla? 
Yes, uh-huh. like I've done several blog posts about how to make the Tuscan look, you know, look more current today. And one way is just, you know, paint walls and moldings and um, kind of have those all blend in. And, you know, you can keep your travertine floor and keep your um, dark wood cabinets, your dark wood floor, your dark wood trim or whatever, and then just make everything else go light. And then... Um, then you can focus on bringing in brighter color because you've gone lighter with the walls and everything. And then you can have, I like, I like with um, kind of heavy carved, you know, upholstered furniture, um, we kind of go with like a light soft gray or a light linen color, just a solid. And that boy, that just really freshens up a piece of furniture. We've done it with like Berger style chairs or, um, you know, anything that has like a wood frame on it and it just makes it look so much more current and up to date instead of having like a heavy tapestry, like a muddy brown tapestry fabric on it. So just reupholstering something like that will, will make a difference. Yeah, I would say that, um, you know, I mean, there were definitely some travertines that were pretty heavy on the gold side, but actually a lot of them have fillers and stuff in them that um, are quite creamy, and so if you've got, if you are, um, were on my Facebook uh, fan page over the weekend, I put up a classic um, dining room, and uh, I think it was a living room. I, I can't remember what the other photo was, but I do remember the dining room, and it's heavy, heavy Mediterranean. It's got the heavy faux and the heavy furniture. Um, this particular space actually has wood floors, but travertine and wood are, are quite easy to lift the paint color and, and go with those uh, more clear, creamy colors. Um, and that will instantly change a space. And I agree, Carla, if you can take a couple of your pieces and um, upholster them, linen is a terrific uh, upholstery to uh, do on any of your pieces of furniture because it, a lot of it has kind of that burlapy color to it, or some are even a little bit lighter makes it feel fresh, but blends beautifully with um, lighter wood floors or uh, travertine. And somebody who I think does this brilliantly, along with you, Carla, your spaces are, are you, you do such a great job with um, blending these two. But another person I think that does this well is Brooke Giannotti. She uses mm -hmm. a lot of travertine still and still uses a lot of uh, creams and grays and beiges and blends it all together and kind of purposely smushes the, the color palette together in ways that you wouldn't necessarily expect or think would work, and it looks beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, we heard her speak at the conference uh, last week, and, um, or week before, and um, those she has just some incredible spaces and incredible work done. So as everybody knows, everybody follows her and has seen her books, I'm sure. So... Um, yeah, gorgeous Belgian style, you know, with um, linen and silk and beautiful fabrics, and but very rustic and and light and fresh at the same time. So it's it's a beautiful yeah. uh, style. And it's such a great example of how you really can make it all work. And I think one of the most important things that she uses in all of her spaces is that lighter backdrop. It's always with lighter paint. Um, mm -hmm. and, and there are paints that are um, a little bit more on the, the creamy side, so it blends more beautifully. So mm -hmm. let's get into um, some of our, our favorite tips 
um, as far as just projects that we've worked on and how we uh, as design professionals have incorporated some grays. Why don't you go first, Carla? Well, um, let's see. I've got um, one thing that I, I like to do if uh, people want to go gray and, again, their house is kind of creamy or whatever, is to kind of go dark and uh, go with a dark gray. And sometimes we do this in smaller spaces, like in powder rooms or dining rooms or uh, little libraries, home offices or whatever. And it gives you a good strong hit of a cool color, but it's, um, it's such a contrast sometimes and, and really different looking that, um, you know, you kind of do it all over. You can do the bookcases, you can do the moldings, you can do the backs of the doors, whatever, and kind of make it all enveloping. And um, I recently did it in a home office for um, uh, one of my projects, and it just turned out we used uh, Roy Croft, let's see, it's a Sherwin-Williams, Roy Croft pewter as the wall color, and um, it really turned out great. There was a big orange kind of wood cabinet that they had in there, and um, we did a caramel leather desk chair. It just looked really rich and pretty. So kind of sometimes going dark, it, it can kind of give you that neutral um, gray feel, but you're not really committing to a color. So it's like if you're afraid to do a color, it's uh, kind of a good dark contrast to pull in. Yeah, I've used that color before, and I agree. And, and it's actually great to incorporate um, with bright pops. Like if you wanted to add a pink or like a purple, it just gives you like kind of a moody feel with a little bit of that excitement um, that you yeah. can incorporate in. And you're right, it's a great way to incorporate a color kind of on the other side of the spectrum that uh, allows you to go into the gray family without um, really disrupting what you've already got going. Right. I've had um, a lot of success with, we've got so many houses here that are heavy, heavy Mediterranean and, you know, lots of um, heavy carved furniture. And so what I've been trying to do is, you know, my number one go-to is repaint. I mean, I think that is what really creates the biggest, fastest transition uh, to making a space feel different. And the, mm -hmm. the challenge is, is that, like you said, you have to be very careful about when you repaint because a lot of the trim has yellow undertones. I just ran into this uh, with a house here. I redid the dining room, the entry, and the music room, and we started to go with what we thought was a fairly warm gray, and when we put it up against the trim, the trim just looked like it was yellow, like it didn't even look like it was cream. And the current color was a, uh, the music room was a, a, a green, like a sagey color, and then the other room was just like a warm yellow color. Uh -huh. And they looked great with the trim, and it made the trim look pretty much white until we started to put that gray color in there. So you uh -huh. kind of have to um, look at the color and see what the undertones are uh, to get it right. But we have since repainted, uh, we actually did a, a really lovely blue and a, a creamy gold white um, that actually turned out really pretty and it really changed. The, it just completely changed the look and feel of the space by repainting the walls and the ceiling. Um, mm -hmm. I would say that's probably the easiest, fastest way to do it. Not always the cheapest, because if you end up doing everything and the trim, it can get expensive. But it's definitely if you mm -hmm. want to do 
spaces at a time, I would say that that would be the fastest way to, to get to where you're going. Right. But I, you have to sort of follow through. You know, it's like, um, yeah, I've, I mean, another thing that I've done is that um, I've had clients that maybe didn't want to paint the trim, even though they had like an antique white, Sherwin-Williams antique white, which is like really yellow, okay? And, um, and their wall color was a real beige. And so they wanted to go gray, but they didn't want to paint, you know, we have these open houses. And I mean, that trim and painting all that is super expensive and can just go on forever. And if you have shutters, that color, I mean, it can get really expensive. So what what I what we did in that house was we basically painted everything the antique white, so that none of that trim stood out. None of that we just created a kind of a creamy white envelope, and then we came in um, with cooler colors as accents and things like drapery panels and sofas, and added in the gray with with furnishings, you know, so that it it did sort of appear the the creamy color and then sort of turned white and then the grays entered in and kind of made it feel like more of a gray space. You know, like all the metals, knobs on the kitchen and stuff like that were gray, uh, were, I mean, sorry, like a pewter silver color um, and anything you kind of add in like that would be the cooler finishes, cooler fabrics and then um, uh, we also changed to LED lighting which really helps kind of cool things down um it can really take a yellow space and make it look more white you know just by changing out the lighting uh the bulbs and so you know things like that kind of all feed into an overall look in a space well those are fantastic tips carla i'm going to write those down and i I think we can wrap with that holy cow (laughs) well i mean i can't tell you how many times done this. <laughs> so it's like uh, the killer is when you walk in and there's shutters painted that color because you know that's going to be an extra several thousand dollars depending on how many shutters they have you know to paint those so if you can get around that in any way it's uh, helpful to, on the budget if you can do that yeah but I think painting the, the wall color the same as the trim I mean holy cow talk about uh, you know taking away a terrific tip today um, what a great way to keep the repainting cost, you know, uh, uh, lower on the spectrum and really yeah. freshening up the space. I mean, that is a terrific tip. Um, you know, I always tell people that whatever the trend is, um, even when it was Mediterranean, I always tell people, you know, don't completely decorate a space top to bottom and whatever the trend is, like, like, and that's why my interiors are so eclectic and bohemian and all over the place for this very reason, so that you don't get locked into a trim and, and your, uh, you know, your space doesn't like scream 2004 or 1995. You know, I try yeah. to, to mix it up for this very reason. And I, I think that with a lot of people when it, you know, I think we were so, and I was too, I mean, we just really had stars in our eyes when it came to this Mediterranean feel because it felt so new and fresh and exciting and it was so pretty. And I think that so many people just really embraced it wholly and were like, oh my God, this is amazing. It'll never go out of style. And then, you know, here we are 15 years later going, oh gosh, (laughs) now we got to fix it. A little little overdone, but also it wears well. I mean, let's put it that way out there it's just really you know those distressed floors and distressed finishes all really wore well um and so um 
the question is now, though, just really how to sort of make it fresher and more, um, just more up to date, but still keep the money, the heavy money that you have in the house, you know, the money that's hard to get rid of. And uh, it's all about the com- combination, really, um, and just sort of the overall perception. Like most of these houses around here, I mean, when you go in, especially with a Mediterranean-style house, it's not about the molding. It's not about the trim. It shouldn't be because and historically they didn't do a lot of that kind of trim work in Tuscany and, you know, wherever. So instead the, t- the focus was on the flooring, you know, a beautiful weathered floor of some kind, whether it's wood or like tile of some kind, stone tile, um, you know, arches maybe in the ceiling, beams, you know, heavy wood doors. Yeah, fireplaces. Yeah. And and really, like, in these homes now that they're building out here, they're just so open. Like, there's no wall space anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, right. everybody's like, I have no place to hang art, you know, because there's big windows that look out to the view. There's uh, openings everywhere you turn, and there's no big wall space. So why call attention to, you know, your moldings and your walls with with paint colors that sort of contrast with each other, you know? If everything is sort of all painted the same, nothing really stands out there, it doesn't fight style-wise with your, you know, house, and um, it just sort of creates more interest on the things that are important in the house, in that style of house, which is things like the view, the, you know, furnishings, the beautiful flooring, the fireplace, things like that, that are more architectural features. Yeah, and I think there's a lot to be said about the mix, and and this is where I think you and Brooke really do such a great job in really mixing um, the grays with the linens and the burlaps and, you know, just all of those colors to where it does have a collected look, and that collected look blends beautifully with all of those elements you were just talking about, the large limestone floors, the large uh, limestone fireplaces, the archway details, the door details. Um, When you get the mix right, it can have that very Belgian collected look that's really quite pretty. Um, Now you may, you know, I would always recommend if you're not really sure where to start, it might be worth it to hire a professional for, um, you know, a consultation to kind of get yourself going and get yourself started because you may not know, like, you know, especially if you have a large house, not knowing um, which room to start in, but just having an overall game plan might help in transitioning from that look into something that feels a little bit brighter and fresher and, and suits your lifestyle a little bit better now. Mm-hmm. That's right. Always having a game plan in place is always a good idea. Yeah, and a lot of people fail to do that. <laughs> they just kind of jump in head first, like, all right, now what? <laughs> yeah. But... Well, it's, and, and it, I think it happens a lot, and it's something that, you know, people just, especially with paint, it's so easy to go out and buy a can of paint and start painting, and then yep. you go, uh-oh. <laughs> yep. And another thing yep. is um, I, went to a, um, I went to a consult a couple weeks ago, and this woman had painted her dining room a gray, what she thought was a cool gray. Well, it just looked so blue. And she had really kind of like a flesh sort of colored, um, you know, um, trim and ceiling and everything was sort of flesh colored so it just looked that gray it was a cool gray but by the time you know you paired it with that that molding color it looked baby blue and then I just had someone load up a a picture on my site over the weekend with travertine tile in, in a bathroom and then they had a gray color 
on the wall that someone had done in this new house that they were buying that they had just bought. And it looked blue, baby blue. And she said, I just can't take the baby <laughs> wall in the back. <laughs> and so and I was like, yeah, it's just because it's the wrong gray. It just really needs to be a warmer gray and, um, you know, softer, maybe a little lighter. And um, I think that um, that would make it a little more palpable, you know. Yeah, and, and gray can be tricky because there are cool grays and there's the warmer grays. And I think that if you do have a Mediterranean home, that warmer gray is going to be a softer transition and make a little bit more sense with what you already have. Because if you go, you know, all the way to the other side of the spectrum and, and like you just experienced with this gal who, um, you know, tried to do a gray in, in this space, gray, when it's paired with those dull, earthy, muddy colors, it just dies. It, it just doesn't, yeah. it completely steals um, any kind of elegance that the gray can bring because it just gets lost. And so I think right. having a more earthy gray, um, and there's so many great ones. There's so many great ones that are out there that blend beautifully, lighten things up, but, um, you know, kind of kind of give you a, a midpoint rather than all the way to the other side of the spectrum. And the thing is, too, is to, you know, you want to avoid that mistake because here now she's painted that space and she's going to have to redo it to make it look right. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, well, what are, what are some of your favorite grays? Probably my all-time favorite that I use all the time is is a color by Sherwin Williams called Accessible Beige. I love oh, yeah. it because I do, I do too. And it's not really; it's called beige. <laughs> I know, I, and it's actually a gray. Yeah, yeah, it's a good color, and it's just a taupe, really. It's a really soft taupe. But it can look gray next to beige. It can look, you know, it can look, it just has a really, it's just a really simple neutral. I agree. To me, it's, it's kind of like a chameleon. Um, yeah, it is. No matter what I put that color up against, um, I've used it, I, I recently used it in a home, like what you were uh, just explaining about how it was completely open and like there's no walls in it, open concept. And we used it in there, and we did pair it with some cooler grays, and it actually looks like a cool gray on the walls. But mm-hmm. I've actually used it in my own home, and I've got more warmer colors in here, and I've got dark espresso floors, and I can see the, the, the beigey undertone coming out in it. And then I've used it in mm-hmm. other spaces where it almost looks like a more of, I don't want to say a, a white, but like a, a neutral because there was so much sunlight coming in the house. So to me, right. it's just such a great um, transitional color that um, works beautifully in a lot of different scenarios. Yeah. Well, i tell you one of my favorites now that I'm just doing just about everywhere is aesthetic white, which is one up from that on Sherwin's, you know, old paint stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that that is I painted my house that color and my moldings, and it's a it's really kind of a grayed down white that is just so simple and neutral and doesn't have any color in it really, and um, there you just can't see any color when it's up it looks white but it's not bright white blinding white you know right and it's just such a it's such a good color and I've used it in several houses where again we're painting walls and moldings the same. And it can go on the ceiling. It doesn't look dark on the ceiling. I mean, it's just a really nice, that's a nice, uh, those two are nice colors together too. 
Yeah, and I just, I actually just used aesthetic white in a, a master bedroom that I'm doing, and we actually upholstered their headboard in a gray leather, and then their nightstands are actually white white, um, and it just looks stunning. It's a beautiful backdrop of a color, and it works with anything and everything. I, I would agree with that. I think it's beautiful. And you don't hear many people talking about it. I mean, it's not like the, you know, Revere Pewter of Benjamin, Benjamin Moore where everybody's – and I love Revere Pewter too, by the way. That's another good kind of accessible beige type color. But um, aesthetic white to me is just a winner all the time. Yeah, and it was it was funny to me that a couple of years ago, Sherwin-Williams um, deemed alabaster their color of the year. And yeah, it's yeah. funny because I've been using alabaster for years. That's another color that is a favorite of mine, but it does have a little bit of a yellow undertone. So Yeah, um, exactly. But it's a it's a good warm white. Yeah, yeah. I love alabaster. So that's also, too. yeah, I, I it's been my go-to color for 20 years. And, and it's, I mean, that is a terrific color that goes really well with all the travertines and the limestones, whether your limestone is on the gray side or the, the, the more like beigey taupe sides. Looks really pretty, goes great on cabinetry indoors, um, and also looks terrific on trim. In fact, the the master be- the master bedroom that I'm doing now, we're also redoing our kitchen, and we repainted the whole kitchen in that color um, to work with her Mediterranean interiors, and I'm just so pleased. It turned out just beautiful. Yeah, it's a good, really good base for anything. Absolutely. Love it. I would say, too, that another one of my favorites, you know, if you're on the call today and you're thinking, well, I don't want to repaint my house, like that, you know, I, I, it's just either not in the budget or it's not something that you want to, you know, partake. Cause, I mean, it is an undertaking to, to paint the house. Another mm-hmm. uh, thing is is that you have to understand that a lot of manufacturers had, you know, all of these Mediterranean products and goods and and they're realizing that everybody has these homes with Mediterranean accents in them. And so um, what they've done is there are a lot of great products that are on the market that kind of blend the two seamlessly. So they've got, um, you can find accessories, you can find rugs, you can find fabrics. There's a lot of items that are out there that kind of have beige, grays, colors, you know, a great mix of those so that it helps you kind of marry everything together. Um, and, and make it a little bit softer so you don't feel like you're having to redo the whole house. Right. Well, that's the, that's the other thing. It's like when I was talking about with um, the house, we sort of went in and painted everything all the same color. That's That was a creamy, a real creamy yellowy color. And um, But then when you go back in and you go in with grays, then it turns it definitely more neutral. And then we were looking for patterns and pillows and things like that that, that blended the two colors, sort of a cream and a gray, or a sand color and a gray, and it, and it basically turned it into a color scheme. You know? Yeah, I think so, that's, that's brilliant. Just, so, uh, thinking about those two colors as real colors and not neutral. Right, right. And I think that um, I had some people that had actually reached out to me on Facebook and said, okay, well, you know, I I built my house in in '09, and you know, I did do a lot of the grays. But you know, is it are we starting to get out of the gray? And what you know, is this gray trend going to become the Mediterranean trend? Um, mm-hmm. And so, 
what are some of your tips and um, or what do you think is one of the best ways to make their gray or this trend last another five years? Well, pair it with color, you know. Um, I think that, um, you know, gray and white work really well together and then um, adding a bright color in also uh, combines well with gray. So um, I've done a family room where we had um, some white wainscoting, and that was an existing, like, Sherwin's extra white or something. And we did a gray on, light gray on the walls, and then we did kind of a light gray sofa. We did a dark gray rug. We did various grays and uh, a dark gray um, leather recliners. And then um, we came in with some bright citrine colors for pillows and accents, and we did even some brass to sort of bring in that uh, a little bit of warmth. And um, it looks really good, you know, and it really combined well with some bright colors. Yeah, and I think what's interesting is, is that I think a lot of people, when they think of the gray, they think of the, the 80s, you know, where it was those really, really cold, cold grays. And I think what's mm-hmm. been really great about this uh, gray trend is that it is a lot warmer and the undertones are warmer so it's easier to live with and it's easier to bring furniture in with it and, and warm it up and so um, my answer to that again is going back to that accessible beige just really finding colors that are warm easy to live with and blend well with your existing pieces I think that if you can nail that on the head and, and get that correct I think it's going to seamlessly blend uh, for the next five years with those colorful accents that you're talking about. Yeah. And, you know, like even with um, any time I'm working on a house and, and we have a client that maybe wants to, if they have a beige house, they want to go gray, or even if they have a real cool-toned house and they want to add some warmth, you know, we always go in with things like wood and uh, brass if we want something like that. If we want to cool it down, we go back in with cooler metal tones like polished nickel or brush nickel or whatever. So you always want to not add in the thing you're going away from. You want to add in only the thing that you, you know, the color trend that you are going toward. So um, think about that when, you know, you're, I think, I think really cool interiors, really cool gray interiors look a little icy sometimes. And I think, yeah. you know, bringing in brass in those is really, really a great contrast to that. Bringing in a warm natural wood um, is walnut, you know, wood tones like that are really beautiful with gray. And um, that's a way to sort of really make it last, I think, to add warmth to the gray. Yeah, and, and that really goes in with making it fresh. You know, it's really just taking your existing pieces that you have and bringing in that warmer gray so that it feels more updated, but it does give it that fresh feel. Um, mm-hmm. and, and gives your house a new look, which is lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the I think a lot of people, if they do have a Mediterranean home and they're trying to figure out how to embrace this gray, and, and I think that they look at all of their things and their space and they're just getting completely overwhelmed. And, you know, I, I think that if you can just start with some of those accents or one of those warmer... Um, either whites or a warmer gray in and of itself, I think that that would make a huge impact on the space and that would allow you to 
um, transition a little bit easier into it, allow some of those colors maybe that are warmer to blend in with it. And like I said earlier, just kind of freshen up the space in a way that works well for your existing pieces. Um, and maybe takes the trend and, you know, twists it a little bit so that it works with your space and, and does give it that fresh look. Right. Yep. Well, one thing okay, that well, I'm doing in an – oh, sorry. I was just going to oh, go add ahead. one more thing I'm doing in terms of, like, um, you know, working gray in for the next five years. Um, I'm working on a new project now where um, it's kind of an, an older um, suburban home, uh, ranch-style home. But um, in the master, we're going with navy grass cloth, which is really dark and rich and really pretty. And she has some traditional wooden furniture, and we have uh, light natural oak floors that are in the house. So instead of going with white trim, I, we went with repose gray, which is Sherwin-Williams repose gray. And it's also, she, we have a wall of cabinetry where the closets are going to be built in. And um, that kind of creates a really nice transition in a dark space to go with a gray instead of a beige or a white, you know, to go with instead of having it so bright, um, to kind of tone it down a little bit with gray, especially in a cooler space like that. We've got warmth that's being um, injected into the space with wood, so we just really needed to tone down the moldings and all that so that it created this nice envelope of of um, cocooning, you know, effect in the in the bedroom. So kind of, you know, going gray on your moldings is kind of an interesting thing to do, especially in a darker space. And I think it just feels more livable when it's warmer like that and it's a little bit more eclectic and it's approached in a, a different way rather than what, you know, all of the photos that are on the Internet. Um, I think if you approach it in a different way that is unexpected, that immediately makes it feel more fresh um, and it's definitely going to last longer. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I wanted to reiterate... Um, we were talking about at the beginning of the call, I did not want to open up the line just because we always have difficulties with people being able to get through or getting dropped. So if you do have a question about anything that we've been talking about today, you can shoot me an email at letschat at thegatescompany.com or you can go onto Facebook. You can look up Carla's page, uh, which is, is it designed by Carla Aston? Yeah, designed with Carla, or designed W slash Carla Aspen. Uh, or you can go to my Facebook page, uh, which is Gates Interior Design. You can just drop a question in there. Um, I actually have three that were already uh, sent in, so I want to start with those uh, so that we don't run out of time here. Casey mm-hmm. sent me, I built my house in 2002. I have travertine floors. Uh, throughout along with cream cabinets throughout with heavy glaze on them my house looks dirty so how can I bring it more to that Pinterest look which is pretty much everything we've just been talking about Mm -hmm. yeah I'd say paint it's going to have to be the paint because that glazing is what is what is given that dirty effect you know and um, it would really help to paint all that molding and make it brighter and lighter you know to be honest, like if she's got travertine, like alabaster would be a good color, and it would it would be not such a bright white, you know, but it would still be um, a creamy white and would look really good with the travertine. And then, um, you know, she could go in with cool cooler tones, 
like in metal finishes and fabrics and things like that to sort of, you know, make it feel cooler overall. Yeah, I would agree that, I mean, that was like the big thing in the early 2000s was taking those kitchen cabinets and bathroom cabinets and putting that heavy, heavy chocolate glaze or dark glaze in them, and um, they just look dirty now. Um, So I would say getting the cabinets repainted and repainting the house, I think alabaster is actually a a terrific suggestion because it does have that yellow underneath it. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it, accessible beige, too. I mean, it's a little bit darker, but that could be a little bit softer and, and probably um, instantly make the space feel a little bit more updated. But that way it won't feel so dirty. And I think that's the number yeah. one adjective that everybody is using yeah. is that their space feels muddy and dirty. Yeah, right. And it does. <laughs> if you look at the, diff- at the two, you know, kind of different looks that we've got going on, you know, from 10 years ago and then now. It, there's a difference of really just the clean line look that we have today and the fresh, bright interiors compared to darker, more subdued, and everything sort of blending in, you know, uh, from 10 years ago. Yeah, and the, the spaces now are just so much more eclectic and brighter and colorful, so it, it can. It, and the next question that I got was from Elena, and she said, I've, I saved up for years before I bought my furniture for my living room, and now it screams 2006. How can I update it to look more current? Um, This would probably go into the same thing with paint, and I would say even those accents that have, um, there's so many great pieces by manufacturers where they're blending the the two colors together. Um, I think that that could be helpful. What are some things that you've done, Carla, in, in specific spaces like that? Well, reupholstering, like in a in a solid linen, you know, anything, if you take anything where there's, um, or I must say, I've also done, um, I redid some Tuscan-style dining chairs. Um, this was several years ago. And basically, we put a big, giant graphic, uh, dark chocolate brown and white fabric on the back. It was a chevron pattern from Martin uh, Lawrence Bullard from Schumacher. And that was the back, and then the seat was a real uh, espresso leather. We did that, and then we also had it restained a darker. So it was almost, it was real espresso. Instead of being kind of, it was just kind of a boring brown, you know, standard wood finish. And she had a tapestry-type, you know, fabric on it. But I guarantee you, those chairs, are they look amazing now. And they look graphic and really fun and really up-to-date. And, of course, you know, anything Martin Lawrence, Lord done it does is <laughs> fantastic and graphic and bold. So, yeah, you reminded me. I, I did a dining room uh, like two years ago. Same kind of thing where it was a little bit lighter wood and it, it just it had that um, rustic Tuscan you know farm table look with the the rustic chairs. And so I had my upholstery shop. The they were ladder backs, so they were wood backs. But I had my upholstery shop make. Um, basically pieces of fabric that went up and over the back and tied so that they looked yeah. a little bit more uh, farmhousey. but we used linen and we redid the seats, um, had a table runner made, put in a new rug, and like you said, graphic is great. We actually did a graphic wallpaper inside of the, um, the curio cabinet, the, the buffet cabinet that she had in there. Mm-hmm. And it looked stunning. It completely updated the space and made it feel brand new in there right yeah sounds good 
Uh, and then the last one that I have here, and again, if you do have a question, um, you can go on to either of our Facebook pages, uh, Designed with Carla Aston or Gates Interior Design. You can just look up Amanda Gates um, or shoot me an email at letschatatthegatescompany.com. Um, and I'll be sure to answer that before we get off the call here. But the last question that was sent in was Emily. She says, my couch, my curtains, my tile, and pretty much everything is beige on beige on beige. Even the art, it's impossible for me to get out of 1999. What do I do? Carla? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, don't, I wonder how, what her balls are like, you know. Um, I'm going to assume beige since she said everything yeah. is beige on beige on beige. Yeah. Well, I think um, reupholstering a few items makes a big difference. You know, you can keep those wooden tables. You can keep those, um, you know, like end tables, coffee tables sometimes. And um, But the upholstery is like a big, usually a big telling thing. Also, I've I got to say drapery fabrics are... Um, they're kind of like wall color, you know, because you put them up and they really make a big impact on the wall. And, um, you know, doing something there, like if you have an all-beige room and you have a beige sofa, beige rug, whatever, if you can just put up some gray drapery panels, that will immediately start, start to cool down the room a little bit. And then, you know, remove the remove like some pillows or whatever that you might have that might be um, warm and warm-toned and introduce cool, you know, like slate blue or, um, uh, you know, a gray, grayed down blue or something like that. But try to introduce some gray like that, and it will start to look fresher and cooler and a little bit more layered and not quite so muddy and brown. Yeah, and I think you you bring up a valid point. There are so many great colors that can be paired um, you know, you do have to be careful because uh, one of the reasons why color is so hot right now and works so well is because um, the brights don't look good with the beiges and those muddy colors. They just look dull and die, and, and gray and whites make them pop and make it look that give it that really bright, fresh look. But there right. are colors that work really well with these more beigey colors like you can incorporate a a yellow green color um those slaty blues look really great with it um Mm -hmm. you know you could there are fresh like i put up a picture today on instagram where it is a gray room but they put in uh gold pillows on the sofa and man it just made the space it just it was gorgeous yeah so i think that there's there's interesting ways that you can incorporate uh the color and incorporate those pops that really blend well with those more beigey colors, but just doing mm-hmm. some things like you said, like reupholstery, repainting the walls, just doing some things, uh, maybe some accents to start, you know, just changing the look and feel of the space. And a lot of times it doesn't take much. Yeah. Well, we'd Even like to think. <laughs> sometimes it does take more than we think. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's you can a, end up it's, down. it's a big task, you know, because uh, it, it really takes sort of a, a whole overall approach, and you have to follow through with it, you know, because, you know, if, you're only, if you can only afford to do a little bit or you only want to do a little bit, then you need to, you know, be up front with that, think about that, and think, okay, 
what is something that I can do with this little bit of money that was going to make the biggest impact, you know? And, you know, if you can look at it that way and sort of um, just figure out with what you've got to spend and then how to, how to impact the space and what's bugging you the most about the space. So that's kind of how we approach things, right? Right. And I just got an email in from Jennifer. She says... Uh, her question is, is that a lot of her woods are actually on the orange side and don't look too bad with the beige, but she painted her library gray, and ack, it looks terrible. <laughs> really? With orange wood? I'm surprised. Well, I'm surprised. I, I, think I, she, I think she's talking about that more orangey stained wood, I think, where it, mm-hmm. it goes a little bit orangey. Like, uh, I know what she's talking about, and I can see where that could look and I think it depends, too, on the gray that she picked out. My suggestion yeah. would be to maybe have the, the wood restained. What, what do you think? A wood like cabinetry? She has cabinetry in there or what? Did, she did just she said say? that the wood is orangey, so I don't know if that means the floors. And, and I could see that because here in Tennessee, like my house that I had when I first moved here, um, the floors were uh, wood, and they were stained like a. They they were orange. I know exactly what she's yeah. talking about. They they were right. light and orange and not dark. Well, tell her to go to. I've got a blog post that is um, that I wrote about orange and orange wood and gray, and there are some great pictures on there with some really beautiful spaces. So I think I think the the big thing with that kind of situation is if you go darker with the gray, it's going to look richer. And I mean, um, you know, orange wood is like vintage. It's sort of popular now with with vintage type pieces and people are using it in white interiors and in places that we sort of didn't think about before, you know? So I think it can be effective if it's, it's probably just the wrong gray, you know, that she picked. So tell her to yeah, Google that. Probably too cool. Let's tell her to Google that um, on my, on my website. Um, let me see what it is. And it, there's some really great, uh, great photos, really great pictures of orange wood and gray. Yeah, and I would agree that with you one's that right now it's so, so popular to have those wider, uh, fresher walls with the orange woods because a lot of the vintage pieces and a lot of the antiques are fruit woods and, and lighter woods, maples and things like that. And so um, they can sometimes be challenging with a gray color. I can see where, you know, um, somebody who's not as adept in color, you know, may run to Home Depot and, and – um, choose a color that looks really great there, but then paint it, and it does that. And so um, I think that, uh, like, again, that alabaster or the accessible beige or something like that where it's a little bit on the warmer side might blend yeah. a little bit better with the orange. What's, did you find well, the, the blog post? Yeah, there's, like, several. One is, called oh. color palette, one is called Color Palette Analysis, gray paired with a wood tone slash does it work. So color palette analysis, gray paired with a wood tone. There's another one called um, how to make orange stained wood look pretty and purposeful. And another one called is orange toned wood on trend. So all three of those really kind of explore that kind of dark rich walnut but kind of more orange stained wood and how it works with gray. Wow, those are all terrific resources. I love that. 
um, hopefully that can help you out and, and get you going and, and maybe start with uh, those blog posts to get some answers on how to fix it. It's also kind of a mindset, you know, a little bit. Maybe, you know, maybe um, she can look at some of those photos and get some ideas about maybe how to tweak the color a little bit, you know? Yeah, great inspiration. Okay, well, I don't have uh, any more questions. Um, if you didn't get a chance to ask your question today, again, you can go to either of our Facebook pages um, and just shoot us a, a note, or you can email me at letschat@thegatescompany.com. We can, uh, we'll email you back or take care of it on the next call, um, whichever you prefer. Um, Carla, do you have anything else to add for today on how to embrace gray? No. Well, I'm going to have a blog post up on Wednesday with some of our comments and suggestions and some images from projects that I've worked on where we've kind of integrated some of that together. So um, check for that on Wednesday. Yeah, and you've got what is a our lot next, of great What is spaces. our next topic that we're, that we're covering? We are talking about subway tile. Um, oh, I think great. it's called Alternatives to Subway Tile. Um, yet another trend that kind of replaced the travertine backsplash. So right. um, the uh, tricks and tools to maybe finding an alternative or if you've got it, how to work around it and make it look a little bit more updated. I know for us professionals, we've been using subway tile forever. Um, in fact, I actually specced it in my mom's house in 2006, and it was so cutting edge. And, like, it wasn't because, you know, they used, subway tile like back in the 50s and 60s but like it seemed fresh and new and like not a lot of people yeah. were doing it because everybody was doing the travertine and um it's funny right. now because i i look at that backsplash i think well it's not so fresh You're and right. new anymore everybody's doing it i know <laughs> well the uh back then everyone was doing four by four travertine <laughs> yep yep so it was it was quite different when you compared to that but but that's yeah. what it'll be. I don't know if we confirmed a time. I think I sent you times, and so I just need you to get back to me to let me know um, what date works for you. I want to say I want to say we scheduled it for the 17th, but I can't remember. So uh, I emailed it to you. I'll go back and look at that. But the next one is um, – alternatives to subway tile and, and some tips and tricks to update it or things that you can do to make it feel fresh. Um, Sounds good. I hope everybody enjoyed the call today. Thank you, Carla. It was great to talk with you about embracing yeah. gray. Um, and if you've got any questions or anything for us, you know where to find us. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You still there?